Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and thank you for downloading this podcast, which which is a conversation between my pal and I, Reverend Ruth Scott, which we recorded at her bedside at Southampton General Hospital um, last week. And Ruth is undergoing end-of-life care, and I've worked with Ruth now for um, 10 years, I think it is. Yeah, I think this would be our 10th year of definitely knowing each other, uh, let alone working together. And uh, Ruth has been a missionary. She, she is a reverend. She's Reverend Ruth Scott. She's been a nurse. She's been a midwife. Uh, she's been a mentor. And she's, she's been a shoulder to cry on and a hand to hold for literally probably thousands of people in her life. And uh, now, because she um, has only a few weeks left to live, she is in a situation which she's helped other people through as I say many times before, and so I said to her, "Would you? Is there something you'd like to say? Shall we? Shall we record something uh, that you might want to tell the world, and we'll play it out on this breakfast show?" And she and she said yes. And then uh, when we arrived with the tape recorder, her husband Chris, a lovely husband Chris, he said, "Why don't you just have a chat?" So we had a chat, and here it is in its entirety. One two, one two, one two. You sure you want to do this? You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course I am. Yeah. Though I might not be coherent, Chris, in which case we can ditch it. But... So, Ruth, where are we and what's going on? So, we're in Southampton General Hospital and, essentially, uh, I'm in the process of dying, Chris, which isn't the place that we expected to be having this conversation. Not at all. So, what's happened? When did it begin to happen? So, as you know, about two years ago, I went, um, became ill with a lymphoma, which was a rather aggressive one, and had two years of amazing treatment. And then, um, unfortunately, that didn't work. Uh, and we just discovered that about, um, about two weeks ago. Uh, and I thought I was going to have a donor stem cell transplant, but that's not possible to have. So now I'm guess I've probably just got a few weeks to live uh, and it's okay. Is that okay? um, I've got a few probably two or three weeks to live at most um, so we're in the middle of saying goodbyes with the family and thinking about how it is to be separating from one another now death is something you've dealt with all your life you've helped people with their grief before you you've you know, you've you've worked with people overseas who've had to have death as a sort of daily part of part of their existence, and now you've come to what is almost your own. Um, how did you regard death and dying then, and how does it compare to when it's actually happening? Yes, it feels very weird at one level, but it also feels very natural at another level. Um, I need to come to terms with the fact that I'm not going to be around for much longer. I've had the most fantastic life, Chris. Uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, 
but I would like it to have been a bit longer if if possible. That's not going to happen, so I've got to accept the fact that I'm dying, and I want to die as naturally as possible. We always talk about death as as being something in hushed tones, but death's natural, and I want to get rid of all the medical stuff, which I've been able to do, that I have a fantastic team here, um, and be able to embrace dying, be surrounded by my family, the people that I love, Chris, Freya and Tian, um, and know that they're going to be all right afterwards, which I think they will be. Um, I'm waffling slightly at the moment because so I've, gone, I've gone into that mode. So I don't worry. Relax. Um, Are you frightened? No, I'm not frightened. I just wish it had been longer. Because um, when you've had such a good life and you've loved all the experiences that you've had and you've learnt from them, and it's, I've spent 60 years of just gradually learning um, and my son at the weekend said to me, he was lying on the bed, hospital bed with me, and he said, Mum, could you give me 60 years of your wisdom today? How did that go? <laughs> um, you could be, you won't be surprised it wasn't hugely successful, <laughs> but uh, we just had a lot of close time, and actually that's the most important bit is being close, sharing with one another, um, he says to me, Mum, I'm not saying anything new to you. I keep telling you that I love you, but it's because I'm not going to be able to tell you for very much longer. And uh, I thought, well, um, we've been able to do this. I've written letters to them. I've sorted out my funeral, as lots of people do when they're facing death. And most of us, I think, are very lucky about the type of deaths that we have, Chris. Um, and all around the world there are terrible deaths going on, so we can be very romantic about it, but actually sometimes it's a terrible thing. But I've been really lucky because I'm surrounded by my lovely family um, loving me through this journey, and I don't know where it's taking me. Um, I think I'll end up in a wicker coffin um, and probably scattered in the Bay of Brodick. And there's a lovely, there's a lovely, lovely song called by Lady Maseray, um, called Chaos and Order or Order and Chaos. And it says that no energy is ever lost, it's only ever transformed. And I like to think of that, you know, I'm, I may become the froth on the top of the wave or the flame in the in the fire or who knows what I might become, but my energy won't be lost. So any energy that we ever create, we add to this universe and hopefully it's a good positive energy. Well, yours definitely is. So having held the hand of many people in the situation you're in now mm -hmm. and having listened to them and talked to them, maybe advise them or try to reassure them or just make them feel a bit safer and a bit more secure in great you know what is the most the time of most insecurity i would imagine you know having been on the other end of that do you f feel like what, what what would you advise people to do now being where you are not to be afraid to let go because there comes a time when we need to let go we have all this wonderful life that we can embrace and share with other people. And then we reach a point where we need to let go and move on with our lives or move on with our dying. And uh, I'm at that stage and I got the family supporting me. 
and that's key to me and I think one of the things that I've loved that I really want to share with you um, is how much joy I've had through broadcasting because as you know I've been doing it for about 23 years um, with Terry and then you very generously said carry on with me which was really kind and I've had a wonderful time doing that so I wanted to thank all the listeners I'm aware that my brain isn't functioning very well at the moment. The morphine is uh, a rather nice effect. (laughs) We don't get to say that in the church very often. (laughs) Um, But uh, it it is rather a nice effect, but it does muddle my thinking somewhat. So um, one of the things that I did whilst I was ill in the first two years was write a book because I wanted to have a look at what life looked like from the shadow of death. So that's one of the things that I've done in the last two, three years. Um, So it's called Between Living and Dying, um, and that's going to come out this year. And it's really looking at how we consider normal life. And when I was looking at life from the point of view that I was likely to die, I thought, actually, some of this life is not in the least bit normal. It's not humane. It's not compassionate. Uh, And... I wanted to reflect on that. So I wrote a book whilst I was going through chemotherapy in the first year, which got me through all the chemotherapy. And uh, hopefully it will be useful for other people afterwards. And I feel like I've left something small um, and something for the children as well that they'll be able to read at some some later point. Um, You say that sometimes you sort of you are reminded by something yourself or something from somewhere else oh i'm dying so that means that you forget you're dying sometimes yes i do and so at the moment as you see on my arm i've got what's called a pick line which has been my life life blood really it's where i have all the blood taken out and all the injections put in and it saves me having lots of needles um uh, but um what did you ask me? Sometimes you forget you're dying and then you have to remind yourself. Yes, and then I suddenly see a reflection of this in the window and I think, oh. What's that for? Yes, what's that <laughs> for? Uh, or I catch sight of myself and I realise how skinny I am now and I've, I've lost so much weight. But essentially, I'm still me. We still remain ourselves at heart. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And thoughts, you know, as you go to sleep at night, you know, peaceful. what, what peaceful. peace? Yes, peaceful. Um, I've never felt afraid for which I'm hugely grateful because I don't think we can always take those things for granted and a lot of people die in fear. Um, But I haven't felt that. Um, And I look at the wall opposite me, as you see, it's covered in photographs that Freya and T and my two children um, came into the hospital and put up on the wall 
this is the ward that I've been on for the probably about a year of treatment uh, on and off and uh, the ward know me and they're going to help me with the dying process and uh, Freya and Tian came in and they put all the photographs up so I have all the family around me um, and various members of the family and friends have been coming in over the last I guess a couple of weeks since we knew that I wasn't going to last for very long and uh, folk have been saying goodbye and saying what well, and the lovely thing Chris this is this is so nice she's sitting up now yes I know I, it, it, is that um letters and cards that normally I don't expect would arrive until after the death and the funeral um have been coming beforehand and I that's, I mean, it's a bit overwhelming, but it's really nice. But it's the way it should be, though, isn't it? Well, it's, I said to somebody who's a, a, my mentor about whether, how should I prepare for dying? And he said, well, but your whole life should have been a preparation for dying. And, and I think he's right that we, um, what we do with our lives is the key bit when it comes to us dying. Um, and so that's what I've that's what I've tried to do. And again, I'm waffling because the morphine is kicking in. Well, what's it like, morphine? Is it really, really nice? Um, sometimes I see people coming off and I'm chatting to them and then I open my eyes and then they've gone. Who's the most interesting person you've met that doesn't exist? <laughs> Has Churchill popped in here to see you or anything? Sadly, none of the famous people. It's always, they're always very shady characters, actually, Chris, which probably... Well, we're real, unfortunately. <laughs> so it says a lot more about my uh, psyche, doesn't it? Out of your hundreds of pauses for thought and all the things you've thought about and you've, you've contemplated and you've tried to convey, you know, in one way or another, what, 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 would, you like to, what would you like to convey now to people? Uh, that they live with generosity humanity, graciousness, uh, and love. And those are the only things that really matter. I did have three Gs at one point, generosity, graciousness, and something else which has <laughs> gone completely from my mind. What would that be? So gener generosity, graciousness, and joy. No, that's G. <laughs> so suddenly our spelling gets Natasha, yeah, shush I'm on morphine you've got no excuse no and so, so what are you going to miss least? I hear Brexit's pretty high on the list it would, it would be pretty high on the list Chris um, I, what I'll miss most is those that I love yeah. well I perhaps won't miss anything at all perhaps as I said to you a bit earlier, I think I'll probably get taken up into it all. My energy will get taken up into it all and join all the other energies through time that have gradually come together and are creating our universe. Um, I'm sure that there's so much about life that I don't understand and about dying that I don't understand, but I don't have to have the answers and I will just let that unfold itself if it's going to unfold itself. Um, and I feel perfectly at peace about that. You do seem at peace. You're not just talking the talk, I can tell. And yeah, we've had conversations about skin and bones and, you know, they're just boundaries and that's just the, you know, the form and it's not really who we are. We you know we, we're much more beyond that. You know, that but, and it's, e it's easy to say that, that when you're well though, isn't it? How does it feel when that becomes more significant? I think it's just as real. Um, it's just as much a possibility, but 
uh, you don't know, and, and you're much more up against the wall in a sense. I, I will find that out at some point or other, uh, and I'm not afraid about it. I've never ever seen life after death as to do with fear. Um, I think it's much more if life is going on, it will go on in a form that I can't possibly imagine, just in the same way that when I was born, I couldn't imagine what being born was going to be like. Um, so I'm open to the possibility that this Ruth Scott doesn't know very much at all, and there will be a whole lot more for her to discover, perhaps. Who knows? Uh, and I'm open to that possibility, I hope, and that those energies that you talk about and that we've talked about at different times um, that connect us, that go beyond the boundaries. There's this lovely saying by, um, I think it's Meister Meister Eckhart. No, not Meister Eckhart. Um, Tile had to shower down. Um, and what is it, Chris? Remind me. Um, matter is spirit moving slowly enough to see. Yes, matter is spirit moving slow enough to see. And when I was going through treatment, that was really important because instead of seeing myself as a separate body and spirit, it just seemed to me that we're a continuum of energy um, and the energy moves in different forms and different ways. And um, that's been crucial in trying to help me understand my cancer and work with my cancer, live with my cancer and now die with my cancer uh, and accept it. Um, and I'm glad to have had that experience. In some ways, Chris, I wouldn't have changed this. What about this chap behind me? I adore him and the leaving of him is the hardest bit. Leaving of my kids is the hardest bit. Um, but uh, we all have to leave at some point. And uh, I have to let go and they have to let go of me. And that's part of our journey. What's the one thing you would tell us all not to worry about? Um, while we are alive? What's, what nonsense should we just disregard on a daily basis? Oh, Chris, I've spent so much time worrying about things that never happened um, and will never happen. And I just wish that I had created space earlier in which good things could just take place rather than me feeling all the time that I had to make them happen. There was a point in time when I thought that the saving of the world was up to me. That sort of arrogance. So sometimes leave a bit more space for yourself and for everything else maybe. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Leave space and don't sweat. Don't sweat the stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. Well, and, and don't sweat the big, big stuff, stuff either because it will sort itself out. And every time when I look through my life at different things that have happened, whether it's been in the mediation area, gosh, I couldn't mediate now at all. I, I think you do a pretty good job, to be honest. I can't think straight. But, um, but in the mediation area, when I went into nursing, when I left school, when I went into broadcasting, when I went into all the things that I've done, they came out of left field. You know, I like to think that I was instrumental in making them happen, but they happened. And when I look back on it, I think, well, 
I didn't really make that happen. It, it just fell into place. And but it came, it came to everybody else and everything else via you. That's the thing, isn't it? Oh, I don't know, Chris. I feel like I've been enormously privileged to be with all the people that I've been with to travel as much as I've travelled. Now, I've been asked to speak at your memorial service, which is very strange because you're still here. But obviously you've had a hand in that as well. Um, what, what, how would you want that to be? You know, what, would, what kind of atmosphere would you like it to be? How long would you Celebrate. like it to be? Celebratory. Um, I, don't want to, I want a memorial service of colour um, and elements, air and earth and wind and fire. Um, and I want to have colourful flowers and coats and scarves and just a riot of colour. That would be so wonderful. Um, and people having a good time and recognising me in the service, because sometimes at funeral services you don't always recognise the person who's being buried or cremated or whatever's happening to them. Um, and I'd like people to say, oh, that was Ruth. Um, when they come out. Isn't it funny that, Marcus, my mum died last year, as you know, yeah. and um, she was all skin and bones by the end of it. But it seems that what ends up being the least important with us first, because your eyes have never been brighter. Yeah. But then you see I'm really alive at the moment. Isn't that strange? Just before I die, I'm really alive. And and uh, there have been many moments, I think, where I've had those alive eyes moments in my life. And the more alive eyes moments that you can get with your life, the better. Thumbs up there from Ruth Scott. All right, Ruth, I'm not going to say goodbye because I don't want it to be goodbye. I don't want it to be goodbye, Chris. And who knows? We, we don't know everything. And we just are open to the universe you know more than most. Uh, sadly not. <laughs> it's true. Right, we're going to turn this off now and have a yeah. cup of tea. Yes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.